Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for Pole's position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. Brought to you by Black Diamond Plumbing and Mechanical. There when you need us. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. Fields. Not sure yet. Not sure. M- maybe not working out. I don't know what's going on with the Bears. It don't matter. No matter who they take, because Justin Fields, he'll probably leave and go win a Super Bowl somewhere. So if you go to the Bears organization, you're doomed. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. It is 3 o'clock on the Parkinson Spiegel Show, which means it is time for Poles Position, which is brought to you by Black Diamond Plumbing and Mechanical. Welcome to the show. Black Diamond Plumbing and Mechanical, there when you need us. How about that? That is tremendous, and they'll be with us every day of Pole Position through the NFL Draft. They know what's good. Yes, they do. Every day at 3 o'clock on this show, we get inside the mind of Ryan Poles. Tell him I said hello. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We think about... You know, trades and free agents and drafts and positional need and Mm -hmm. profiles and debates and that sort of thing. Oh, we're excited. Yesterday was edge rushers, and we are filling out our analyses of the edge rushers with some of the combine numbers that are starting to come in. As always, uh, Paul's position, I believe, Danny, is a living and breathing active animal that will evolve as we get closer to the draft. Exactly. And uh, so we are going to do tackles today although one quarterback note briefly adam hogue who's at the combine said uh, just saw caleb williams first impression size weight not a concern there's a lot of people who think he's gonna like come in and for some reason measure like he's bryce young even though we have film of him tape of him and him standing next to other people in photos but uh He's going to measure in around where he was measured at a college. He might be half an inch short or something like that, but he's going to be just fine. And it's still not technically ideal. Like, I mean, people were worried about Drew Brees. People were worried about... Sure, uh, he's not 6'5". Right, he's not 6'5". He's 6'6". Yeah. Six six and people worry about... They worried about Russell Wilson at the time. And Mahomes is 6'2". Yeah. 
So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so there is there is that. Mm. Um, but in terms of tackle, my friend. Yes, sir. I can tell you this, Danny Parkins. This is a great tackle class. Like one of the best in years and years. Some of the draft analysts that I was reading through are saying it's the best they've ever seen in terms of tackles. Because there's five tackles yeah. with top 20 grades, which is crazy to have that many up that high. Which, in theory, is good for the Bears if they don't want one. Because, in you know... the. High, high premium position. High premium position. One or two of them go off the board before nine. You want as many picks like, that you don't need to go off the board. It's why they probably, you know, uh, they want four quarterbacks mm-hmm. to go before nine, if possible. They would like two tackles to go before nine, if possible. Because we can go through the prospects first, or we can just discuss whether or not the Bears need one. Yeah, that's the big picture. Right, that, that that is that is the big picture issue. Let's talk about the prospects first, because okay. because like if you're telling me, hey, here's Jonathan Ogden at nine, like of course. if we're talking about like you know decade long first team All Pro, here's Tony Baselli. Would you like a Hall of Famer at left tackle for your number nine pick? It gets uh, it gets to be something that. That, that 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 maybe you should consider. Um, Joe Alt is seemingly everybody's number one at Notre Dame. He he looks perfect. <laughs> you, you know, I, I don't mean to like. like he, I, I'm just saying he, he really does. I, I, as a prospect, I'm not gonna again claim to have done all of the film work or that I would know how to. But like, he's six eight. Mm-hmm. He runs. He's expected to run around a four nine forty. He allowed zero sacks, three two quarterback hits, uh-huh. three hurries in a full three hurries <laughs> in a season. Not hits, <laughs> hurries. All right. So, am I adding him to the list of guys Danny likes? Well, uh, is Joe Alt on the list? No, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to like linemen. Because <laughs> yeah, no. of my reputation. It, it, look, Joe Alt is a three-year starter at left tackle in a pro-style offense, and he blocked out of the two-point stance and the three-point stance. And to your point about the athleticism, he was a pass catcher first, and he transitioned to tackle as a freshman. So he's an athlete of a football player who plays tackle. Who's a mountain of a man. 6'8", 315. He's got bloodlines. Uh, John Alt, member of the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And his older brother is on the L.A. Kings uh, as well. So family of athletes, uh, pass catcher, now a tackle with perfect measurables, it seems, and incredible stats. He's got the bloodlines. He's basically an AKC registered German Shepherd. (laughs) Same thing. Right. So like, <laughs> his father sired Joel. How do you think Black Diamond Plumbing and Mechanicals feeling about their maiden voyage? Probably chair? pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, be happy just with checking it. in. Just checking in on it. But I just want to make him happy. It feels impossible that he would be bad. It, it right? feels. It feels very, very improbable that he would be bad. And and if there and, and and if there is a Tony Baselli in this class, it, it feels like it's him. Yeah, uh, com- completely agree. Um. We can keep going here. I, I honestly like 
You want to you want to go with the Penn State kid next? Sure, Olu. It's interesting because I've seen Olu as low as four or five on some rankings, but a lot of people like Olu as 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 the number two. Might be the best athlete of all of the tackles, even if he won't run the uh, the best forty yard dash time. Mm. He is good film in terms of movement out there. Also, incredibly strong. So he is again another guy that. You know, eight games, four hundred and uh, five hundred and forty-two snacks in twenty twenty-two. Only six quarterback hurries and one quarterback hit in twenty twenty-two. He got beat at Ohio State uh, a few times. Yeah. So on the road, loud place, uh, Ohio State got beat. But I mean, all all the things that you want, like, like multi-year starter at Penn State, graceful athlete on the edge. Um, I've seen it written up. That he almost dances with defenders, showing rare agility. That's on uh, on the Fox Sports uh, write up. So yeah, not charged with a single sack in three seasons at left tackle. Yeah, uh, he has registered a bench press of four hundred and five pounds, squatted six oh five, and power cleaned three fifty. Hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong individual. I gotta say, I'm waiting for arm length on all these people. Of course, remember That's part like, of it. Peter Skaronsky's arm length dominated a lot of Paul's position last year. I bet Black Diamond is sad they missed out on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. How could you not be? You know? Yeah, that and, was good stuff. And you saw what happened to Skaronsky, right? Moved to guard. Yeah, guard. Guard Which all is year what long. We talked about a ton and why i said i didn't want him i know and i i did i I did want him and and like Rand carthon was talking about skaronsky he he made like the all the all rookie team at guard and he was like yeah we'll still consider him a tackle maybe but you know with the length of some of these players yada yada it was just it was too high of a pick to 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 go for a guard Mm -hmm. uh the kid from oregon state is a right tackle can we cross him off sure because right. they've got one in Darnell Wright. So right. you're talking about Fuaga. And he looks awesome. My buddy Jeff Schwartz uh, was doing some stuff uh, with... Spaceball? Uh, no. Uh, the, yes, the lineman. The, the lineman, yeah. He was he was doing a lot of stuff on him, and he's got uh, Pac-12 in his background because he went to, went to Oregon, and this mm-hmm. guy went to Oregon State. And he was saying he looks like a, a plug-and-play 10-year starter at right tackle, right. but the Bears have one of those. Yeah, but they do have a right tackle. Let's let's do one more just to like talk about it before we can move on to the bigger picture because I know you're dying for it and I'm dying for it. But um, J.C. Latham from Alabama, 6'6", 360, the junior, yep. uh, most celebrated signing in the whole SEC in 2021. You're talking about crazy, crazy pedigree. And but last two years, it's been at right tackle. So people think he can be a left tackle, but it could be a right tackle. So, again, th- like, to me, the only real question is alt. If alt's at nine, I think that's the only question. If the top tackle on the board. Is there very unlikely? I, I agree because I think it's going to be three quarterbacks and then in some order, three wide receivers and a couple of tackles. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's very early. It's very early. Like, does does what happened with Bowers today and his the the wingspan does that vault him up as a as an edge rusher? You know, it's it, a do, Turner. You mean tur- yeah. Turner? Excuse me. Do do four quarterbacks go? You know, does, right? That's possible. Does McCarthy? You know what I mean? So I, I I it's still real early to say that. Yeah, it's true. But I think that Ryan Poles, it's everything in the NFL in a salary cap sport is how much production you get based on what you're paying for it. And he used a fifth-round pick on Braxton Jones, who is a capable starting left tackle in the NFL. Does he feel the need? Where would you rank it on the list of Bears' needs to upgrade from 
above average, uh-huh. re- re- maybe replacement level to above average, to great at left tackle. I mean, it would be nice, but don't they have bigger needs than going from good to great? Yeah, I, I think we did that exercise on the first polls position. Talked about their needs, right? We, yeah, I think I think we did that, um, and and it was it was pretty low because here's the thing about Braxton Jones. Two more very cheap years for a guy they like that they picked, and you can look at some of the some of the the rankings. Um, this past year, Braxton was thirty fifth among eighty one tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. As a rookie, he was higher than that. He was nineteenth. But remember, he had the neck injury. He had the neck injury, and there were a lot of penalties early. He came back in week nine. From week ten through the end of the season, among all left tackles. He graded out as the 11th best left tackle in the NFL. Right. From week 10 through the end of the year, once he was healthy again. So they they like him. They anointed him. They've coached him. They know him. And he's here for two more cheap years. I don't think they're going left tackle in round one. I don't think they're going to use a first-round pick on a tackle two years in a row. We should mention that the kid from Penn State, Olu, played with Caleb in high school. So that is that a that is a very cool, fun just, thing. Just, that would be nice. Yeah, it, it would it would be nice. And and I do think that there's a real chance that they're gonna use that asset on offense uh to help have some continuity with Caleb and another highly touted prospect. Mm-hmm. But here's what Olin said uh when we asked him in January about competition at left tackle and if Braxton Jones should be their starting left tackle next year. Right now, I do think that. I, I think they have other issues higher up in the draft. I think there will be competition now uh, for Braxton Jones. I think he knows that. And, and here's the thing about all that talk, guys. All that, if they do bring a guy in here who is better than Braxton Jones, you guys have to remember this. There are not a lot of good offensive linemen in the NFL. So if you're good enough to play in the NFL, all you have to worry about this is what I would tell Braxton Jones, as, as everyone knows, I know him. Here's what I would tell him. If a guy comes in who's better than you, if you're good enough to play in the NFL, you'll play in the NFL, right? So you don't worry about that. You don't worry about competition. You welcome it. Because you, if you get to see someone that good who's on that higher level, the only thing that guy can do is make you better. So I expect Braxton Jones to be a left tackle. If they do get better at that position, good for them, right? Good for them that they bring competition in at the offensive line position. I'd like to hear someone ask him about – their center plan yesterday, which wasn't very good, right, which really hurt them in the last game. Their offensive line plan going into the season, right, their offensive plan. All you're asking for is answers that make sense. They don't give them to you. So, look, it's interesting because here's where we add the big needs for the first polls position that we did on the 13th of February. Top four, we had quarterback, edge rusher, wide receiver two or receiving tight end two. Right. We called it like pass catcher and center. Those were our top four that we settled on. And then the next batch had potentially left tackle, but we had interior D lineman, which we could revisit, obviously free safety running back. We had cornerback way down on there and then you know we went through figuring out like how they're going to address these quarterback we think is going to be one one wide receiver two or tight end two uh could be number nine then the center then the edge rusher then the free safety like i don't think i i really don't think they're going to use a big time asset on a left tackle when you have other things you need so texter makes a very fair point he says so it's okay to criticize looking for a left tackle and say why would you not want to go for greatness but at quarterback you want to shoot your shot from going from good to great yes that answers yes huge difference 
There's, there's, there's nothing more important than the quarterback who can be great. And I understand the argument that a better offensive line elevates your receivers and your quarterback and all of that. But it's, it's a great but, point, though. But, it's but, great but, but it's one of five offensive linemen, and a quarterback makes everybody better, and it's obviously the most valuable position in the NFL. And, man, I think there is – I know people don't like to hear it. Part of this is getting inside the mind of Ryan Poles. He drafted Braxton Jones. That is a win for him. So right, they ch- like, they, they chose like, the guy and fell in love with him pre-draft, and he proved them right. So they still believe in and he, the motor and the makeup and and the development, the possibilities. Yeah, and he has a few of those on his resume: Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Braxton Jones. The first two in Kansas City, Braxton Jones here. He they found a home for Tevin Jenkins because people just just move Braxton Jones to left guard. Tevin Jenkins thought he should have been a Pro Bowl at left guard last year. I know you need depth and you need versatility and all of that, but if you've got good at left tackle, you don't have anything good at wide receiver two or wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's just a much bigger need on the team. So Ryan Poles loves offensive linemen. Obviously, he's a former offensive lineman. It would it would surprise me uh, greatly. If they did it, you know, and and the other thing is, you know, Shane Waldron uses a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends. And that's when my guys chip help and max protect get, get involved. Yeah. You know, so it's not like you're looking for, you know, that it's a rock solid necessity that you have a dominant left tackle who can go one-on-one for what they want to do offensively, having a left tackle who can really move like Braxton Jones. And if they're going to run a lot of, of 12 personnel, you know, it, it, it's not quite as much a, a, a terrifying necessity. Yeah. I mean, listen, you want those. It's obviously an advantage if you can just have a franchise left tackle, right? Sure. Have, have Panay Sewell, have your guy that you don't use, then you don't need to, and you can run other guys out into the route tree, mm-hmm. give help elsewhere. If you have bookend tackles that are pro bowlers, we've seen it in Detroit. You love how Detroit's built. I do. Built, built their roster. I do. If you have excellent tackles, it allows you to do a lot of crazy things. So it's, if the number one tackle on the board is there, I think that it's the, it's a move that he'd make, but anything short of that, I don't think he would settle for the second or third tackle on his board to upgrade from a guy that he personally found. So mm. I personally think it's Joe Alt or bust uh, if you are dreaming of a tackle uh, for Ryan Poles and the Bears. But we are very excited that we always love when people support uh, the show. So support people who take care of us. Black Diamond Plumbing and Mechanical, there when you need us. They heard Poles position. They wanted to get involved. Cleaning out the pipes of the Bears' right, I'll, infrastructure. I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. I'll like, take come it. on. It's just a healthy plumbing analogy. Uh, I, I, there's no way to Still know. Still working on there's it. There's no way to know. We have. You got your fear. I do have a lot of fear. <laughs> I do. I do broadcast in fear of your lack of filter. I, I do. Every single day. I understand. Um, watchability of an entertainment product. It matters to us greatly. 
How much, though? Next on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Put him in the hole. Put him in the hole of fame. Parkinson Spiegel to the wreck. Killed it in a foul. We're going to crank it up nonstop. And off to Kobe to pass left side. Patine. 4 3. Got it. His second triple in the ball game. Unreal of Patine from Turkey. See? And, and that's why he's in the game. And if, as, as soon as you put him in the game, get him a shot. Get him going. And then if he hits it, get him another one. Chuck and Bill on the call. One of those guys is going to be my coach tomorrow. Man. In the quarter three. I haven't been stretching. I just bought the shoes. I'll look the part, but not be the part. This is a disaster. I'm so scared. You got to stretch. I thought we were going to do calisthenics right here um, uh, in front of the console. I'll, I'll, yeah, we said we were. <clears throat> I'll start it during the next break. That's that's on me. I'll start. I'll do a little hamstring stretch early. Maybe a little hamstring, then some Achilles. Be good. You're going to stretch your Achilles? You know, like, it's like, it's like what stretch is that? <laughs> you know, like they like, have those a little wall they? press. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's cat. A calf it, it might be well the calf. If you make the calf muscles strong, yeah, stretch. You must stretch muscles, right? Not tendons. <laughs> yeah, you don't stretch tendons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you try to avoid that. I think this is why I'm in trouble. All right, guys. <laughs> oh my god, man. Danny, he's screwed, man. <laughs> this is why it's going to be bad. It's not good. Oh man. Uh, we have some basketball news. Caitlin Clark. Going to be going to the WNBA. She is declared for the draft. Wow. Yeah. I thought maybe she'd stay because of the NIL money and yeah. the, the majesty and, and power of uh, her position and enjoying it. She put out a very nice post uh, on Twitter. While the season is far from over and we have a lot more goals to achieve, it will be my last one at Iowa. I'm excited to be entering the 2024 WNBA draft. You know and what that she means. she goes on and does a lot of other things. It's a very nice statement. That means she's uh, in the three-point contest at the next uh, All-Star game. Yeah, that's right. That that thing can expand. That's right. Now, get, get Steph out there and somebody else and Sabrina. Dame. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they're huge news there, but... Last night, Owner Ralph bit him. Yes, that His story of the night. You know, it it was it was the individual story of the night. That is that that is undeniably true. Guy hits his first shot ever in the NBA. He's uh, seemingly beloved by his teammates. Ends up playing all ten minutes of both overtimes. Crazy and trusted. And it was fun to watch him. Like he had to trust somebody. Like he went down to the ground on a he drew, he drew a foul on a rebound. And Kobe White's just like doing the fake punch in the stomach, and you know mm-hmm. Demar was shouting him out post game, and just like 
you know, he's pumping up the crowd and the crowd's reacting yeah. to him. Like he was, he was an energy guy out J- there. Drummond said he plays like he belongs, and he does. Yeah. I mean, and well, this happens in the NBA. Well, Guys a, find their way. Well, yeah, he's, he's been in the pro leagues, right? He's, he's, not, he's not some young kid. He's not some out of nowhere, but he was dominating the G League. He had played overseas for like five years or right. something like that. A lot of big moments in overseas leagues. Yeah, so he'd, so he'd played before, but he, but he gets his moment. And that, that was undeniably a very cool individual story, as was uh, Drummond and Namar. We could talk about any of that. But what about just the <laughs> literally the night before? The Pistons are an 8-49 and 49 team. Mm-hmm. And you go two of 29 from three. Worst ever percentage for a team who took at least 25 threes in a game. Worst in NBA history. Then the next day, you're playing the 38 and 19 Cavs, who have legitimate Eastern Conference Finals dreams of playing the Celtics and maybe getting a shot. And you beat them in double overtime with 74 rebounds. It's crazy. What a weird league and team and night in and night out results business. So this, strange. They, they said they liked that they were competitive. And it was very easy to decry. And I remember saying on that day, like, you know, there's going to come a time where you're really kind of enjoying watching this. It's going to segue back to entertainment product. And they can be a good entertainment product. That was a good entertainment product last night. You know what they do, Danny? They play up or down to their competition. They have more what they call clutch minutes than any team in basketball. Five minutes or less in the game. Yep. Five points or less in the point differential. They have more of those minutes than anybody. And they have finished games. I think they're 19 and 15 in clutch games, which is crazy. So that's 34 games that they have finished in situations like that. They'll play up, they'll play down, and they they find themselves in games. So you want to be entertained, you want to come competitive endeavor, sometimes you will get that. Well, even more so a competitive endeavor for sure, but you don't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, like on, a, on a given night, <laughs> are they going to lose to the worst team in the NBA uh-huh. or beat one of the best? Are, is Kobe White going to look like a future all-star or is he going to just be consistently slumping as, as a shooter? Not a good night for my parlays. No. Uh, last time his former coach Roy Williams was in the building, Kobe had seven three-pointers. So I saw that Roy Williams was there again. Remember the, the good showing he had last time against narrative Cleveland? Betting, yes. Oh, narrative betting. There we go. He's going he's gonna to break out. So I bet him for 30 and five threes and he was at one point two for 11 he finished with a double double he like he still played a complete game with the 14 points and I think it was like 11 rebounds and eight assists something like that but he he did not score he cannot shoot right now I don't what I don't know what happened to him it's a very it's just tired I think I think it's a couple theories regression of the mean yeah a little bit little regression of the mean he's he's higher up in this on the the scouting report yeah so you're you're He's getting defended a little differently. Yeah, you're getting defended a lot differently. You're getting your people are people are blitzing you. People are running at you. You're getting the, the the premier wing defender. People know that your range is 27 feet or 28 feet and not just 23 feet. So you're not surprising anybody anymore by how deep you pull up from. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so the guys are just checking him 30 feet away sure. from the basket now. It's the second time around the league for a young hitter it, who's getting yeah. uh, scouted differently I, all of a sudden. And so can he adjust to the adjustments and and uh, and all of that stuff. So um and he was on a ridiculous hot streak of makes. It's a make or miss league. 
and he was on a real good run of make. Yeah. And then you hit the all-star break, and maybe you take a little bit vacation, and you cool off, and now I, you're I now, now you're on a mystery. I, I, I guess, but, you know, sometimes, you know, when shooters have found that role, I was just talking about Donde DiVincenzo. It's like sometimes when some of these young shooters arrive, they just arrive, and they're really good shooters I, for a while. Yeah, well, and, and he was for a while, and I think he probably will be again, but it's – it's why I was pumping the brakes on that he's for sure an all-star. And, you know, you got regular season success, regular season results. It's it's a, it's fleeting. You need a large yeah. body of work to prove that that's a real thing in the NBA. There were a ton of possessions down the stretch last night where I'm like, all right, well, is this Kobe time? No. Haven't been able to trust him for a while. He doesn't look very confident, so it kept being DeMar time over and over and over again with awkward, yeah. you know, uh, create-your-own-in-between-game shots that he sometimes made. I had no doubt he was going to make those three free throws, though. No, me neither. He just did. And, and, and yeah. that, that's part of why you make sure that it's in his hands often. Right. Because he's that guy. And he, he did catch some catch fire, what, end of the first OT, into the second OT. Yeah. With a crazy three-pointer from the wing at the end of the shot clock and some other stuff. But there was there, there's a bunch of ugly isolation possessions, too. It, it, it's not – I mean, they're likable, but it's not great. And it's very inconsistent. But I will say, again, pure watchability. And maybe this is a little bit more of a broadcast thing. But Adam Amin and Stacey King – they know how to sell you a product. Like last night, it was a historic game in terms of missed shots and therefore rebounding opportunities. And right around the 70th rebound of the night, 70 rebounds <laughs> for the Bulls is when things got weird. Here's the sequence uh, leading up to the Bulls' 72nd rebound of the game. For the Bulls, 70 rebounds to the 37 for Cleveland. How is this game in double overtime? Exactly. How exactly. do you have a 33 rebound advantage and we're playing into the 55th minute of this wow. game? It makes you wonder. <laughs> Only the Bulls. Only the Bulls. <laughs> Only the Bulls. Dosumu. you couldn't even hear after the Mitchell foul. <laughs> 72 rebounds. One of the highest rebounding totals in the NBA this year. Drummond with his second 25 rebound game of the year. What the heck? Let's get 100. Do we got enough time? <laughs> yeah, miss about 28 more shots, baby, between the two teams. Hey, man, when you're having fun, the, the, everything is more fun. The, the, you know, uh, when you see a band on stage having fun, it's more fun. You hear us Jamokes doing a radio show, having a good time, it's more fun. You hear those guys doing a broadcast, enjoying the hell out of themselves, it's incredibly enjoyable. It was great. And, it, and they don't – this is going to sound a little harsher than I mean it to. They don't really deserve to be taken that seriously. Oh, competitively. I mean, they're they're it, in the nine spot, man. Yeah. If they win both their play-in games, they get a first-round series with Boston. Yeah, they're, they're right. They're under 500. You know, they're, 
They're likable. They're fun. It's the NBA. It's a great entertainment product. I can't wait to go to the game Friday night. I watch damn near every game live start to finish like a complete loser. Yeah. But uh-huh. it, do, it, it it is not – this is not the greatest collection of anything that we've seen. But it's just – it's fun to have fun while you're watching. Yeah, man. And and it's like – but you try to say that in the in the midst of – uh, of, of also knowing that the big picture is flawed. There is none. Oh, it doesn't go over well. Yeah, they got to get creative and weird in the offseason and try to change up the mix. But right now, this is who you have. It's more fun having Andre Drummond than whatever second-round pick you were going to get. You know? It, it, it is. He's, he's more entertaining than a second-round pick on, on paper. I, I do believe that. I did, mean. Did you um, – so, so why do they get so many damn rebounds? They go double big. Right, they get double big lineup. They miss a lot of shots. That, uh, that's uh, genius. Yeah, as did Cleveland <laughs> last night. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's just yeah. that is extra level thinking. And we want to set the rebound record, so we're gonna miss a lot. Yeah. Well, how about this, Andre Drummond? You're better than a second round pick. Yeah. He says not only is he better than a second round pick, he is the goat. He's the best to ever do it. I mean, the math is very simple. You got two guys that are very good at rebounding. One of them historically being the best to ever do it, and the other one is right behind me. So uh, it's very it makes it hard for teams. They got to make a decision: who are they going to try to block out? Either me or him. I look. I enjoy the hell out of Andre Drummond, um, but this is not the first time he has said it that he's the greatest rebounder of all time. I would like to know why or how he believes that to be the case. What is the metric? Exactly. What is the measurable? I believe it's Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, how about <laughs> how about Bill Russell? You know, I mean, Wilt has the most rebounds. Yes. And he has the most rebounds per game. Yes. At twenty two point nine. Correct. That's a lot of rebounds. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I believe the answer is Wilt Chamberlain. And that is four tenths more than Bill Russell. But how about rebounds per minute? I thought I'd look at that just in case Andre Drummond was looking at that. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's Bill Russell as the most rebound, followed by what was the name you gave me? Yeah, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain, yes. And then and then Maurice Stokes, but then it's Andre Drummond. He's fourth all time in rebounds per minute. Well, he's been playing for forty seven years, so by that point, you're going to stack up some bounds. I mean, one of them historically being the best. I mean, is it? Is it the thought process that shooters are better now? Like there's a higher well, I mean, shooting Wilt Chamberlain percentage? was much taller than everybody that he was playing. Okay, with. hold on. Back up on Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> okay. real quick. Because like we haven't seen video evident of his quote-unquote tinfoil hat 100-point game, great dude, you hold up a piece of paper, I haven't seen video evidence of his rebounds either. Sure. I don't believe that Wilt scored 100, and I don't believe that he has that many rebounds. Oh, no, there's video out there that would show you him rebounding. I, we could say, <laughs> should we send him some links? Nope. Is Kid Rock in it? <laughs> you, wanna, you need to see all 23,924 rebounds? I don't believe that Wilt was the player that people say he is. Oh, well. Get Steve Re- Ashburner on the line. Re- 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 Call up Ash. I was wondering, I was like, wasn't Ashburner there? He's going to be waiting outside Shane's house tonight. He's going to be like, here are 9,000 words about Will Chamberlain. I'm Steve Ashburner. Yeah, I'm out on Will. <laughs> we should talk about other things that people don't believe and if how, oh, yeah. how it would disqualify you. 9-11? <laughs> no. 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 That was Taney no. Tain wanted to say that. <laughs> no. No. Don't say that because then people will think it's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I got, a guy, I got a guy that I wouldn't draft. There's a guy at the Combine that I want no part of. All right. Well, one more thing on Drummond from last night. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Casey Johnson for uh, protecting NBC Sports Chicago from the Big Bad FCC. Casey, I hope you
hope you get a little bit of a bonus after saving NBC Sports Chicago from getting fined by the FCC post game when you took the <laughs> microphone away from a swearing Andre Drummond. That was very good, quick on your feet. Nice move. The best part was the best part was when I took it away and said, "We can't say that on live TV." He said, "I'm going to say it again." And he came after me. Casey Johnson is ready, or was he's ready? His right, teammates are waiting. Ready on live TV as you accept congratulations from Kobe White. Demar, I don't even know where to start with that game. You know, we got a we got a team full of full of guys that that got will. Um, but I am tired as hell. <laughs> Last one. Here comes Andre Drummond. Oh, we can't say that on the air. That is uh, that is an entertaining way to end the night. It sure is. Let me tell you something. Uh-oh. Casey Johnson. Hey. Let me tell you. Award-winning journalism. Award-winning journalism right there. Not only does he need an umbrella, but he's part FCC as well. Yeah. Thank you for looking yeah. out for us yeah, out okay. here in KC. <laughs> <laughs> you sent the kids to bed a little bit earlier. It's almost 10 o'clock yeah, here yeah. in Chicago. We can erase it from the FCC. Uh, oh, wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. Casey's a multi-skilled individual. It was excellent. I, I, it, it was a very entertaining product, start to finish, basketball included. I, I got to say, as I'm looking at this list, I think Dennis Rodman is the greatest rebounder of all time. Russell and Wilt were way ahead of their time and the competition. Drummond and some of the other, like, giant people on this list are so enormous. Rodman was, what, 6'8"? Six nine? Yeah, I mean, generously, probably. Uh, right, maybe even less than that. Yeah, and just the skill, the way that he like dissected it and analyzed it and used his body and read shots. I'm comfortable calling Dennis Rodman the greatest rebounder of all time. Thank you very much. No oh. offense to you, Andre Drummond. Okay. Uh, well, you're on the record. Thank you. You've taken a stance. <laughs> there is a belief or lack thereof that someone shared during a job interview that I would have advised against. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Afternoons on the score. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. All right. Um, do you want me to just stretch during the baseball talk that we have coming up in the 4 o'clock hour? No, man. I, no? I, okay. I, but you stretching during the breaks was was entertaining. I was worried you were going to go down at, at, at one point. <laughs> I thought you were leaning. <laughs> There's like a little bit of a loss of balance at it's, one point. Am I wrong? Yeah, No, it's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, stretching because playing basketball at the United Center tomorrow, trying not to blow out uh, an Achilles or an ACL or a hamstring or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's not good. But Shane, of course, because everything is content. Yes. Which I'm fine with. He came in and immediately started filming, and I got very self-conscious. <laughs> like, everything I say I love is content. Things physically. Oh, yeah, it's a I'm different thing. very insecure about. I know. But go ahead, put it out there. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. It's it's difficult. I mean, if you don't want to, we won't. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's All fine. right. Um, Danny, help me out here. Um, we've talked about red flags for the uh, the NFL draft or the NBA draft before. Um, what's your number one red flag? Because it's not weed. Like weed is <laughs> no. I draft the weed guy. Yeah, like take the weed guy. That's long been Bernsey's uh, thing uh, as well. Work ethic. Uh, yeah, I mean that's concerns. Not good. That's not good. I I mean criminal past. A little, little scary at times. Yeah, it doesn't bother me as much, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah. Um, how about, um, how about overweight? 
yeah, if you show up overweight to the job interview that is professional sports, uh-huh. that's a pretty that's a pretty, pretty big bad. pretty big red flag yeah. uh, about effort and care. Disrespectful in the interview room. That's not good. Stupidity. Oh, yeah. That's not a good one. Mm-hmm. How about this though? This is a different one. Uh Tyler Owens of Texas Tech who's a favorite to post the fastest 40-yard t- dash time at the combine doesn't believe in space as in other planets. Yeah, doesn't think space is real. He says that flat earthers have some valid points. Yeah, he doesn't think um that planets really necessarily exist. He hasn't seen enough evidence <laughs> to support the existence of outer space. Off my board. Immediately off my draft if, if board. If it was Caleb Williams, you wouldn't draft him. Oh boy, that's what I'm. That because I mean, yeah, sure. Tyler Owens. Yeah, I'm being, ready to go to to say no on Tyler Owens. Yeah, he but, is going to have the fastest forty at the combine, supposedly. So call it Tyree Kill. You know what? If I told you this guy's Tyree Kill, I would draft him <laughs> if he was as good as Tyree Kill. I mean, Tyree Kill did way worse things in college than not believing in outer space. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but. Hmm. I it would be let's put it this way. Ty goes to the guy that believes in space. (laughs) (laughs) It would be that's a that's a notorious baseball rule as well. Difficult for the umpires to adjudicate that. Yeah. Usually Ty goes to the runner, but now Ty goes to the guy who believes in outer space. If I got like two guys and I'm looking at like, all right. This guy is uh, they're the same level of blocking, uh-huh. same level of pass catching, sure. same speed, but this guy believes that Jupiter exists. Yeah. And this guy doesn't. Yeah, off my board. <laughs> off my board. I'm going with Jupiter. And even Caleb Williams, I'm taking Drake May. That's what I'm doing. I'm trading down. If Caleb Williams tells you in, in the meeting, or even more so, says it publicly and is like willing to stand by it. Then I'm, I, okay. I feel like I'm very potentially looking at a Kyrie Irving situation where, you know, conspiracies have dominated the brain to the point that it becomes untenable and forces his way out of all sorts of situations as a, as a negative for the team. Right. You're talking about like toxic internet brain. Yes. Toxic right? internet brain. Right. I agree. I would want as little of that in my orbit uh, as possible. Especially as a leader. I can't have my leader have toxic internet brain. We tried that once. Aaron Rodgers. Saying, yeah, it's a good position. I'm just saying. He's Were you talking about Trump? He's got. He's got. He's got. W- was that the leader with the toxic <laughs> internet brain? He's got. He's, he's got. He's got four. Th- thanks, Shane. I don't know if I like that line. There is a little truth to it. He's got. He's got. He's got four MVPs. We got a lot of draft picks. You know, this conversation would have happened a lot sooner had I not won. You know, back-to-back COVID MVPs. COVID MVPs. I, that guy. They, you see, there's a there's a biography coming out about yeah, that guy. Yeah, you know Connor. He's a good writer. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah, he's a good reporter. Hmm. Like he'll he'll have a lot. He'll have done a lot. It's not quite like Jeff Perlman, but it's it's similar. Like he he will have interviewed a lot of people. Yeah, the Ock. In, in they ar- call him the Ock. Yeah, in and around uh, very, Aaron Rodgers. Very good That's writer. what Ayahuasca did for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll read that chapter. I'll be all over that chapter. And it's I'll it's, let Shane read it. And, it's and called Out it. of the Darkness. Oh, it is really it is what the bio is called. Uh, it's a darkness retreat. Hmm. Yes. So yeah. Reach out but, of the darkness. There's other things going on, like doing Fonzie Carmen. 
But you, you hit on something here about Tyler Owens of Texas Tech who thinks that flat earthers have valid points and he doesn't think there's enough evidence to believe in space or other planets. It's one thing to believe it. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to say it on camera yeah. at a job interview. Yeah, comfortable doing that is scary. <laughs> That's like that, owning the stupidity. Like, no, I didn't. I didn't look at the routes in the playbook. No, hey, wait, telling me I should have looked at that. No, I, that's, I don't need that. I'm just, I just have instincts. That's what I do. That's because I'm all for independent thought. But if you have that level of independent thought, you have to presumably know that that is a contrarian viewpoint. That that is not a majority held opinion. Uh huh. And unfortunately, society makes us conform a little bit. We sometimes have to say the thing to get the job. You know what I mean? You got to conform a little bit. I don't know who his agent is, but I would imagine he's not thrilled. (laughs) Hey, Tyler, maybe keep your thoughts on Uranus to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary. Don't. Don't say flat earther when you're at the combine. Texter says that uh, Aaron Rodgers' toxic internet brain might be part of why he turtles in the playoffs and has only one Super Bowl. I'll still take one Super Bowl. I, that Aaron Rodgers having the toxic internet brain is a check mark on the good side for the conspiracy theorist. I yes. have to admit that. I totally understand how serious an allegation of pedophilia would be. <laughs> like, you know, I don't think you did. You know you're in a bad spot publicly when you have to utter that sentence on national television. <laughs> oh, God. You've made mistakes. Things have gone poorly. I just, uh, I don't know what the backstory is. I don't know why it came up like this. It just strikes me Yeah, that's as, a great question. Why did it come up? How do you end up talking about space? I don't know. It's the media. It's just, you know, I, 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 what, are those media members, do they, did, did NASA send media to the combine I, here? I, I don't know if he's maybe out there. On this, I mean, someone with that thought would probably offer it up unsolicited, right? Like Kyrie, like nobody approached Kyrie's a whack a doodle. Never know what direction he's going. Came up on a podcast originally, right? It's, yeah, but he brought it up. Someone with that thought is mm. going to bring it up because they want you to know, they hey, wanna, I've got this thought. I'm original. They want to challenge you. That's right. When you've dealt yeah. with the hardcore yes. conspiracy folks. Who are like, yeah, I, I, I had, I had one guy who like claimed some crazy ass stuff about Justin Fields at a Tributosaurus show, and I said that's not true, and he said, oh yeah, it is, and he took out his phone and he tried to like find whatever search brought him to that. He followed me around the entire night. Hell yeah, trying, <laughs> trying to show me whatever aggregated article based on hearsay nonsense. I'm not even gonna say what the good. phony story was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, you know yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to upset any of our new sponsors. Yeah, yeah smart, smart. <laughs> Please don't. It's a good, it's a good idea. I don't want to do that, Shane. No. I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So yeah. before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket. That being said, everything he said was asked of him. (laughs) He's never offered it. Someone always asks him, and he has to give an answer. Oh, God. Texture says he can't believe that we are in the pocket for big space. Right. We're we're just a defender of big space. And Carl Everett, right? Dinosaurs. 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 Thought dinosaurs didn't exist. Yeah. 
And, and how important was he to the White Sox I mean, chances? That's why it was just a better time to be alive because it was pre-social media. So it was just a thing a guy thought that really didn't bother anyone because, like, you know, you didn't have to see it in front of you yeah. every day. But you ask him and he will give you the answer. But it's not like now where it's everyone's giving you everything on every topic all the time. <laughs> that's true. That is well stated. That is what our media is. Today on the show. Social media. Everybody's thought on every topic all the time. Yes. Tune in. It's way, it's way too much. Listen, I'm sure he's a nice enough kid. It just, uh, it's a job interview. Maybe don't. Yeah. Maybe, do, maybe don't go, maybe, maybe go viral for running a 4-2 and not for thinking that outer space is a hoax. I genuinely think that that is an indication of future problems on my football team. I genuinely think that that would be something that I mean, it, it, it's going to it's going to anger some of the teammates run fast catch the ball oh, okay okay but if he <laughs> if if he doesn't believe in certain things does he believe in some of the things you're telling him that he's got to believe in you know I, you, yeah, you po- don't know possibly um there's a there's a story about a lot of your probably one of your favorite athletes and it's kind of sad it's really sad it's kind of sad and humanizing it's next on the score We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.